Good morning, everyone. So as I've aged more, I don't know if you all do this, but when I go to different like houses, sometimes I've begun to notice the way they're designed and the way things are arranged. And maybe you start thinking about how things could look different and how you would do things differently. Um, in all honesty, I don't, I don't have a great eye for that. I don't see those things super, super well. Um, but the one place I do it the most is at churches. And so when I go to churches, I'm like such a critic. I'm awful. Uh, but I'll go to churches and I think, well, why do they do that? And why do they have that there? Um, and I think, you know, if I was a pastor here, how would I try to kind of make things better? And one of the things that I frequently notice, and it's actually it's done pretty well most of the time, but when it's not done, it just sticks out like a sore thumb to me, is when there is not a cross, a crucifix, at the center of a church. There are other things as well, but this is one of the biggest things for me. There, there's one church that shall remain nameless. You know who you are out there. Um, there's one church that has this big cross that I... I refer to it as the Lucky Charm Cross. It just drives me nuts. I'm like, that's not what the cross is. There's another church, a, a friend of mine, uh, is her home church, and I remember going to that one, and there's, there's no crucifix anywhere to be seen. Today, what I want to talk to you about and what our readings want to say to you is that for us who are Christians, the crucifixion is the center point of all reality. Jesus' death on a cross wasn't just something that happened. It was not something that could have been somehow just different. The cross is the center point of everything. And all things get drawn to it. And the, the verse we're going to, if you heard that second reading, again, I always hope you read the readings before coming to Mass, that you've thought about them, you've prayed about them, and then when you come It'll help you to, to be like, oh yeah, I remember praying with this. Our second reading today was very short. It's very powerful. And we're going to zero in on that reading. So St. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, this is the end of the chapter, towards the end, he says, Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and folly to Gentiles. The Greek there, by the way, when it says a stumbling block, the word for stumbling block is scandal. The, the Greek word is scandalon. The cross is a scandal for those who look to God for signs. And the word where it says, and folly or foolishness to the Gentiles, that word in Greek is where we get the word moron. It really is. Yeah, yeah, next time you call someone a moron, be like, that's in the Greek. Um, <laughs> it's very strong. It's very strong here in 1 Corinthians 1. To the world, what happened on the cross, right, is a scandal and it is foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Brothers and sisters, today I want to talk to you about how the cross of Jesus Christ has redefined all things. 
It has redefined all things. G.K. Chesterton has a line where he says, if you want to understand Christian mysticism, think of the sun. The one thing that you can't really stare at is the sun, but everything else is seen by its light. You can't see the sun, but everything else is seen by its light. Everything in our life should be seen by the light of the cross. Everything. So we're not, in my community, we're not supposed to have TVs. And we're in this debate about this right now because um, we're cheating. The whole community is cheating right now because we don't need a TV anymore, right? So everybody's like, no, I don't have TV, but I've got my laptop, and so I can watch my favorite show on my laptop. And so we're kind of in this conversation about this, and, like, everybody's cheating. And we're going to talk about, like, revising that rule. And I have to tell you one story that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but, but I just thought of it because uh, we had a, I had a bunch of confessions, and we had our first reconciliations for our kids, and they, are, they would just make your heart leap with joy. It's so beautiful. But the best sin I think I've ever heard confessed in my life, a number of kids confess this, is that they called Tom Brady a cheater. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, that's not a sin. <laughs> I'm like, speak the truth with love, you know? <laughs> no, I didn't really say that to them. But it's just so sweet. They're, they were so, like, heartfelt and authentic. It was beautiful. But anyway, so we're cheating, but it made me think about, uh, with those televisions, right, I never see commercials anymore. But when you watch TV, right, I, don't, I think they still have these. Every product, they don't want to just be the best. They want to redefine what it is to have that product. Right? They don't want to be just the best. They want to redefine. And so when you think of, of a car, BMW doesn't want you to think of cars or a BMW. It wants to redefine the driving experience. Right? That's what it wants to do. It wants to redefine things, and when you think about that, that's the only thing you can think about. Paul today, and this is super powerful, and this should have a concrete expression in your life when you go home today. The cross of Jesus Christ has redefined all things. All things. And here's what Paul gets at today. Jews look for signs, right? If something's from God, they want God to provide a sign. But the cross has redefined signs. And signs for Jews are about power. They're about, about God demonstrating his power. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. I used to think, before I looked at a cross and it spoke to me at the depths of my soul, I used to think power was when you and I could dominate someone else. But the cross of Jesus Christ has redefined what power is. Power is not dominance over others. The strong man is not the one who can subjugate others according to his will. The strong man is the one who can surrender his life in love. 
Christ, the power of God. In Colossians chapter 2, St. Paul will say that the moment of Jesus' weakness and humiliation was the moment that he conquered all of Satan's minions and made a public spectacle out of them. The cross of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God. And Greeks seek wisdom. And we think of this just as the normal way we think of wisdom. Studying this, what Paul really means here is really flashy, well-wrapped, shiny things. One commentator I was reading was talking about wisdom here almost could be compared to our celebrity culture. The cross of Jesus Christ redefines wisdom. When I was a a teenager, many of you have heard me say this, but we need to think about this over and over again. When I was a teenager going to Mass, and I was bored out of my mind, as many of you, I'm sure, I'm sorry if I've done that to you, but I was bored out of my mind. But we had a nice crucifix at my church. And I was this teenager who had no interest in religion, and I would sit in the far back of the church, And at a certain point, that cross, I knew that it had something to say to me. It was redefining things in my life. And at one point, I came to understand, right, that I didn't really know what love was. It was an amazing insight as an 18-year-old. But I remember looking at the crucifix in my church and knowing that there was a love there that I did not fully understand. The cross of Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, it redefines all things. And if you're going to be a Christian, you have to spend a lot of time at the cross of Jesus Christ. You have to let the cross be the lens through which you look at all things, and it should redefine everything for you. The New Testament teaches us that the cross redefined priesthood. The prior in the Old Testament, priests would offer animals and grain and drink offerings, but they never offered themselves. And the cross of Christ, the true high priest, has redefined what priesthood is. St. Paul in Ephesians 5 teaches us that the cross of Christ redefined what marriage is. If you want to know what marriage is, you have to look there, where the groom laid down his life for his bride. Today, in our other two readings, they, both of those things are redefined by Christ. Our first reading, the Ten Commandments. Do you want to understand the law of God? Look at the cross. If you want to understand what it means to honor your father and mother, the fourth commandment, look at the cross. If you want to look at what it means to love the Lord your God above all things, look to the cross. Do you want to know what it means not to covet your neighbor's goods or his wife? Look at the cross. Our gospel today, Jesus cleanses the temple. Why? 
Because the temple, the true place of the worship of God, is no longer the Jewish temple. It is the crucifixion on Mount Calvary. That is what it means to worship God. Brothers and sisters, the crucifixion was not just one thing that happened, and it could have gone another way. In the middle of Lent, we're on our journey towards the moment of our redemption. If you are to be redeemed, your life must be conformed into the cross of Jesus Christ. It has to be brought there. Paul, all through his writings, right after today's gospel, Paul's going to say, that paradigm where Christ redefined power and wisdom happens in our church. Hang with me one more minute. He says, consider your call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise. And again, wisdom here doesn't mean wisdom as we usually think of it. He's using it in the sense of really polished and celebrity-like. Some of you are. But not many of you were wise according to the flesh. Not many of you were powerful. But God has chosen what is foolish. God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. He has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is low and despised in the world to bring to nothing the things that are. The cross of Christ has to be center in our lives. How do you do that? I want to encourage you, you know, when I do my meditation every morning when I'm in prayer, and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to meditate on today? The first thing that pops in my mind is not usually the cross. But the saints tell us, you've got to go there. There's a weird thing that happens if you spend time in prayer and you kneel before his moment of suffering and death, his humiliation, his nakedness, his emptiness. When I sit there, my life changes. My whole life is redefined by the cross. And I see that Jesus on the cross, he redefines what love is. It's an amazing thing. At your house, if you do not have a crucifix, go buy one today. Do not buy it from Amazon. They're silencing Christian voices. Find some way else to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. Do it tomorrow. Go get a crucifix. If you have a crucifix and it is not in a prominent place in your home, that's a problem. The cross is the center of our lives. And it should be before us constantly. Jesus, today, Lord, we know that the world looks for signs and wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the world and foolishness to the nations. But Jesus, may you today, Lord, may your cross, may your redefining of all things, may your cross be our power and our wisdom.